Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of M. I watched the second half of M. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Summer, Summer classic, classic movies. movies. Hi, I'm Roger Osborne. And welcome to another episode. <laughs> Today we're looking at the classic German Fritz, film. Fritz Lang's M. 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 It's yeah. classic. Do you know how classic it was? It was how made in Germany before Nazis were there. And well, they definitely were there. They were there. <laughs> they were gaining power. <laughs> you know, before they came to like American senses. Yeah, before it became a humongous this is problem. Such a wild trip of a movie to watch. This because it's so old, but it's but. so modern. It's so like so temporary. Well, yeah, but like, the way it's shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. When I first booted this movie up, I booted it up. When like I booted it's a it up like a computer, uh, yeah. yeah, I had a... any lossless yeah. uh, <laughs> the frames. <laughs> got some bad FPS, but luckily yeah. it looked great on my thirty eighty. <laughs> I blew the dust off of it, yeah. you know, and I stuck it in my computer, right? Because it's old tape cassette. So I would watch it, um, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh shit, is this gonna be a silent film? Mm-hmm. This is like what thirty six, I think. Yeah, no, sixty three. What? Wait, oh shit, did we watch the different versions? No, there's only one version. There's not? Oh no, 31. Yeah, 31. Holy shit, okay, that's I got I it like, way wrong. That's why I was like, that's what's so crazy. I was thinking about a future movie we we're going okay. to talk about. No, yeah, this one is okay. 31. Because they did make a remake, I thought. They did, they made a couple of remakes, and they're all terrible, yeah. apparently. Anyway, yeah, 1931, which is like, that's crazy. That is a 90-year-old movie. Yes. A 90 years old that's so old. Most people that are dead. so old. Well, this is the beauty of watching old film. It's like watching a, like it's watching history. It's watching a little time capsule, especially when it's uh, portraying, I guess what you call like semi-realistic modern life. Yeah. It's not just like, or, or, or people living in a city, I guess. Yeah. 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 Not like, Oh, here's an art film about, you know, the fucking train driving around or whatever. <laughs> Look at the train coming to the screen. Right. You yeah, know, you those know. are the kinds of movies yeah, that you were know, made back the, the then. horse being animated. You're like, what the fuck? Look at the horse one. Man, that don't, that's not going to be any inside the history. But like... Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> but you're right. Um, yeah. While this is like... This has fucking sound? I didn't know sound was around that early. Mm. I thought it would, I thought it came later. I thought it for some reason. But I guess it kind of makes sense. This is probably it's like... The emergence of sound. Yeah. The emergence of sound. Yeah. And the, the emergence of also just sort of like movie making. Like, yeah. so many shots in this movie, the first time you've ever seen these kinds of shots were in this kind of movie. And there are some good-ass shots in this movie this that hold movie up. This movie is so well shot, it blew my fucking mind open. There like, are, like, there are so many shots of that you're just like... How do they do this? Yeah. Like, like you see this nowadays, and there's there's some janky edges around the side, but even then, it's, like, impressive. It's like this, it's because they like, weren't looking down the, you know, like, they gotta keep it's everything 90 years old! Yeah. Give it a break! Also got to shout out my boys at the Criterion Collection. Beautiful restoration work done here. <laughs> oh, man. Are they paying you for that? They're going to yeah, give you all check. It. <laughs> so you're going to say, Mike, Mike, you need this check, Mr. Criterion? I wish. Give I would, me that I little would, check. I ooh, would whore myself ooh, out for yeah. the Criterion, buddy. I don't give a fuck, man. That's fair. Uh, you, That's fair. I, yeah, I'd get locked in that Criterion closet. Uh, <laughs> but the movie opens with the Criterion logo. You never let me out of the Criterion closet. No, never no, ever. Yeah, this is on HBO. We watch this. They still had it. Yeah, like, man. Gorgeous logo. restoration. Yeah, it looks Holy great. Like, fuck. This um, looks so good for being as old as it is. Yeah, like, the audio is really good, too, for and when the, it was. And the way it, the saturation. Yeah, the audio, the audio design is so interesting to me because, like, at this point, audio, there's no best practices. No. 
for audio, and it probably was a pain in the ass to edit together. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know. I can't even comprehend editing audio. Back oh, my then. God. Like, I can't. Any form of editing back in the day was a fucking it's nightmare. It just sounds wild. So it's all it's, analog. It's all analog. Yeah. And then you just do that, and I guess you make one master, and then you print it off from there, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why it's also so hard to find these films. Yeah. Because it's like you got to find the original negative. You know, and then even then, how good is that original negative? Sometimes the original negative yeah. is worse than some other version that had been made and sent off somewhere else. Like this is also probably the oldest film I'll watch, for sure. For this that you'll watch for this, you don't that, think you'll ever watch an older film? No, anymore. no, no. I'm saying like for our like little theme month. Oh, I see. I don't yeah, even. Yeah. I think this is probably the oldest film we watched on the podcast. I, I think, think probably. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. there's anything older than this. No. Um. So that's why it's so surprising, like, at why this movie is considered a freaking classic not yeah. even like we've been wanting like, to watch this movie forever yeah like this is not i mean this is a german film right so it's not mm. a, a cold cold american classic or whatever which no. is it's so it's not in the pop culture of america too much no but filmmakers you could see a lot of references oh, a yeah. lot of things from this oh yeah because that's the thing this was the first police procedural movie yeah that kind of existed yeah 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 and it really and... led way let paved the way for like man guys think serial killers are crazy (laughs) i was yeah i was like especially the way i not the way it was shot kind of reminded me a lot of like what what um scorsese likes to do a lot of like Mm -hmm. moving cameras and uh and 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 perspective shots you know from the character's angle uh but the way it was like like the way the like the, the the serial killer way that it was like told the tension in this film very like fincher like Mm. inspired as well you know or like also obviously like hitchcockian like just oh my god all over the place all over the place place. but it's its own thing it definitely oh yeah oh yeah um yeah it's very it's very interesting especially the first half because i didn't know quite where this was going yeah you didn't know what the movie was yeah but it really does kind of grabs you it, it grabs you because it affects a lot of different it shows how an outsider causing chaos mm-hmm. in, a, in a you know a town or city or whatever this is can really mess up a community mm-hmm. and how you may want you may want uh, to sacrifice some privacy for security mm-hmm. for some reasons and that may sound like a good idea at the time yeah um you know but sometimes security and order and law might make you protected mm. which is a very interesting theme to have in 1931 <laughs> in germany in germany <laughs> it's very it's very it's like you're watching you're watching a house of cards get stacked up like it's a beautiful house of cards but you see you see a big fan behind it yeah, just yeah, waiting yeah. to be Ready turned to on and you're like yeah. but i know the context of what's going to happen to these cards yeah. i know kind of the context of what's going to happen to this city yeah. and like to this country and it's a very well, it's very weird to watch something this old and you know all the historical stuff that it comes later. I, I think the thing, because you haven't seen the ending of the movie. No. I think the thing I find so fascinating about this movie as well is it really brings up a lot of questions, but I don't think the movie gives any easy answers. I don't think the movie's actually trying to push you one way or the other. No, I don't think so either, yeah. but I think just it, well, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's the thing. Don't know. You don't know. Hmm, sounds like a centrist movie, huh? Uh, I think it's more sort of just posing these issues and then sort of going like, what do you think? Like, what would you do in this situation? Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's one of those kinds of movies, uh, particularly by the end of the film, which I'll tell you how this movie ends. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard ending. Okay. A hard I'm, little ending. I'm very curious about how this movie ends. Okay. Before I start to get out too far off track to get about like how this is wild to watch a movie um, made in Germany in 1931. Yeah. Um, 
and show it about the town and how like crime works and mm. things like that. And, yeah, and, you get a and, view of the cops. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of. I would say like oh, it feels a lot like the wire in some ways because you're seeing. Well, it does kind of feel like the wire because you're a bit, seeing a it? lot like you're seeing from the criminals' perspective. Mm. You're seeing it from the police perspective. You're seeing it from like citizens' perspective, and you're seeing it from the serial killer's perspective. Who whistles Hall of the Mountain King? Yes, he does a lot. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. It's a very cool idea. It's a very cool idea. Someone walking around whistling. And he mm-hmm. just follows yeah. him. Very, oh, I see what you're yeah. saying here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's the other. So, yeah, you break up like, oh, this is like a centrist movie. But it does a similar thing that The Wire does, where it's just sort of like showing all these aspects. Yes. You it know? just shows how something can affect everything. Other th- yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're sort of just going like, well, I get why this person is doing this. Totally. I might not agree with it, but I understand their viewpoints. Essentially. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's, it's very fascinating movie. Yeah. All right. So. Let me start off. The movie starts off with a banger because, like, oh, yeah? it's just a bunch of kids playing a song. Basically, Duck, Duck, Goose, but they're singing, um, Don't Wait Long, The Man in Black Will Soon Be Here, Who'll Make Mincemeat Out of You. Oh, and shit. pointing at, and then they go, boom, you're the one who dies or whatever. They're just pointing at each other. Mm. And, like, a mom comes by and is like, don't sing that song. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, I hate hearing that song. And then she goes to another mom who's like, well, as long as they sing, you know they're still alive. Yeah. And you see this, like, already, let's just get a banger shot out of the way. You see this little girl uh, playing with a ball. Yeah, she's playing with a ball. And it, she's playing with a ball, and she starts bouncing against a wall. And it pans up to see on the wall what's there. And it says, missing children, 10,000 reward. Um, and you're reading more about it, how like might be the same connected to the case beforehand right. and all stuff. And then you just see a silhouette appear over it. <laughs> and it's just like, nice ball you got there. And I'm just like... Man, all right, let's just get right into right? this. That is some great filmmaking. It's very cool looking. Uh, yeah, the guy who made this also made that movie Metropolis, which is a oh shit, okay, yeah, visually, I've, seen, I've seen that movie. Yes, so it's like I think, and that's a silent film as well. That is a film, yeah. So I think, yeah, a guy who Prince Lang, you know, you know how to make silent films, you know how to get ideas across visually, and now you give him the ability, not only like better cameras and uh the ability of sound you know you could really do something with that yeah i mean i think he considers this his magnum opus yeah he i think this is one of his favorite which is fair like i could see that like this is firing in all cylinders yeah it's incredible um so yeah so we got the kids like the the mom is looking for the kids just like but there's no eloise who's her name Mm -hmm. and she's waiting and waiting um and you see like she's calling out eloise but you just see the little girl buying a balloon with this man and luckily, the balloon guy is blind, so yes, you know, yeah, it makes it very convenient. Yeah. Um, mom keeps crying her name, and then there's just shots of empty chairs, a beach ball like rolling off to the side, and then just blo- that balloon just in a power line somewhere. It's like <laughs> it's so evocative with like there's I don't I don't know your half, but there's like no violence in my like movie my half. There's violence, but we never see the man do any violence yeah we only see the violence around him okay yeah so i think that's a really cool clever way of doing that sort of thing where you just know you You know what's going on you don't know and like just the whole like you just go straight for the throat right you just go this guy he just kidnaps kids and murders them yeah yeah, like that is the most kind of like basic serial killer thing ever (laughs) it's not like any sort of motive or anything he's like i just like killing kids that's like the worst thing right right you can't redeem that (laughs) there's there's no way around it's like oh maybe these kids have morally Moral, bad morals or hey, something. Hey, they threw balls around. They threw balls around. And they they were, sang terrible songs. Yeah, no. It's yeah. like, this. obviously, this he guy also just sucks. only seems to target little girls, too, which I That's think is point. also 
preying on another thing of like the most innocent i think what most people would consider the most innocent yes. individuals yes. like a little girl you yeah know? exactly yeah um anyway um uh extra extra another person died obviously it was that girl extra extra, extra, extra you know all about it so yeah, wait, but they do it in german so like extra extra <laughs> That's this newspaper. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off before you slip into another accent. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna keep this. Yeah, thank you. I could. You're welcome. Got bad. What is? What is the man's name? Are we ever told the man's name? Oh, the guy's last. He has a last name. It's like Blanchett, I think. Blanche? Uh, no, just no, like in no, uh, Becker. Beckert. Beckert. Okay. Yeah, Beckert's his last name. Played by Peter Laurie. Yeah. You know who Peter Laurie is? Nope. So Peter Laurie. He's an old movie star. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, Mike, you're, was, blow, you're blowing my mind over here. What's he was next? in Casablanca. Are you going to tell me that this guy made Metropolis? Is that what you're yeah, going to say? Yeah, that's right. No, he was he was a, he was a big famous, you know, he's like, he was the guy with the fucked up eyes and the, the <laughs> fucked up mouth. And he was like, yes, this is, you know, it, yeah. that's Peter Laurie. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know he was in Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca. So. Oh, okay. Well, then, I yeah. know. So you can go big movie holes. I <laughs> um, this will be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. so he starts whistling. You see, like, over the shoulder of a guy. You just see him riding. Mm. Um, he's whistling Hall of the Mountain King and writing letters mm. to the press. Basically, like, the police won't publish my letters, so I'm writing to the press directly. Mm. I'm not done. There's going to be more to do. Yeah, this feels a lot like Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but he's just using his handwriting. He's right. just writing it, not using, like, fancy photos. Stuff. Well, how are you going to find? Well, it's cool because it's, like, you're seeing old police procedures too, right? Right. Like what they had, you know, in the 30s. They had like, nothing. They had no they had, DNA. They had fingerprints though, apparently, mm. which I didn't realize was that old. I uh, feel like that's very much, I, that's almost pseudoscience back in the day though, right? Because right. it's just like, they sort of just put them next to each other. Like, I don't know, it's pretty close. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the police are stumped. They're like, please protect your children as best you can. Mm. Apparently he likes to lure children with treats. Um, and then of course they say it's scary. This is, this is the part where I'm like, okay. No one knows him, yet he's among us. And so people just start accusing each other right. of uh, being this person. Once again, this movie is foretelling the future of video games with Among Us. Oh, yeah. Among uh, No, yeah. Werewolf Within. Yeah, <laughs> the imposter is us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just very interesting, like, show, showing how just someone can, like, disrupt the community and change basically the whole way of life. Right. Um well, but murdering. Yeah, it's pretty girls. bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, there, I you know, that... but if if like, I don't know, maybe a big deadly virus comes through oh, or something, yeah. <laughs> and then we change society, a lot of people are gonna get complained. But nobody's complaining here. It's very weird. Mm, yeah, mm, it's very weird. Very odd. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know. Mm. Weird. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So a little girl once. Let's see. Yeah, so they start accusing this random guy because he followed a little girl home once, which is like, dude, that's messed up. I thought that was going to happen in my half of the movie, too. Like, more accusations of just I, They kind of got rid of most of that at the yeah. beginning, I think, because that mm -hmm. just started happening when people didn't know as much. Mm. Um, uh, like, some, like, even just some random girl coming up to an old man, like, asking, like, what the time is. Yeah, Everyone throw that guy fight. in jail. Yeah. Pretty much. Or, like, this guy's a creep. And he's just like, I was wondering what time it was. Well, I guess he did say, like, where do you live? I'll help you get home. Mm. Which everyone's like, why do you ask that? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so they published, let's see, the letter got published. They tried to get fingerprints off the letter. Obviously it didn't work because it's a letter because there's so many fingerprints on the letter. Right. Um, 
so some, this is great because some guy is basically some pseudoscience guy is reading the letter and trying to figure out the person's energy. And he's like, well, okay. he's a sexual miscreant. I'm like, oh, that shit never changes. <laughs> and uh, he's elusive, but don't worry. He's going to make some mistakes. Mm. And everyone, That's helpful. I know. Uh, police go around, ask more people, but most of the leads, like most of the leads they get are false. Like none of them are like helping at all. Mm. I saw a picture of Mickey Mouse, which is crazy. Cause I'm like, damn, is Walt Disney, is. is Walt Disney going to come back and like from dead and take it back, take this down? <laughs> oh like, shit. Copyright. Which yeah, is so old. Copyright right. didn't exist. <laughs> um, it's probably the most expensive thing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they did like 60, let's see. They're like talking, the commissioner is talking to, I believe whatever government's in place it's just mm. like hey man it's like we're working our asses off like everyone's working double time on this and then there's we're on a manhunt we're on a manhunt there's 60 volumes thick of paperwork for this case mm. um and there's this weird part of this movie where i thought my sound went off but there's just straight up no sound in this part where they're basically the police are it's dark out they're going to do a raid so right. it's just an option to just have no sound mm-hmm. but it's broken by a whistle as soon as they raid kind of the seedy underground um area mm. which has you know drinking smoking and, drugs um, yes exactly prostitution exactly all yeah. that good stuff yeah um so yeah so they're like breaking their start arresting literally everyone they're like oh your paper's a little weird you're arrested oh you have a, the you have your papers right but your newspaper is weird mm. you're holding a weird newspaper that's suspicious you're you're going back to the precinct like just right. arresting everyone and like for no the reason person there's like Look, these guys are like kind of they're doing some shady stuff, but like you're not gonna find your person here. You're you're killing my business. The yeah. cops like, eh, whatever. They're also causing unrest amongst like these people. Exactly. And it's, they're they're making it so that the these seedy underbelly people don't respect or trust police officers. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting how this works. How someone uses one incident as a reason to uh, I don't know, encroach more power on the people. <laughs> Very interesting how that works. Yeah. Mm. Um, this movie's quite timely. Yeah. <laughs> One might say it's timeless. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, basically, everyone goes to the precinct. They found a bunch of guns, weapons, etc. Like, well, this is great. Well, the criminals have a meeting, or mm. crime lords, as they say, um, when the safe cracker shows up. He's late. But they're basically talking about how the cops are everywhere. We have to do the job of the cops now. Right. We, See, there you go. They're not doing it because, like, it's bad for business. Right. It's bad for business like this. By the way, a safe cracker looks like Agent 47 from Hitman. <laughs> but he has, like, a little bit more. He has more. He has hair, like, a little oh, okay. more. Okay. He's so, so, ga- he's like so gaunt and tall. Mm. He's balding. Okay. But, you know, so it's like Hitman is like, I think so, yeah. Okay. Um. There's anyway. a lot of people that I didn't know anything about. I know. It's hard to keep track of. Like, at one point, like, they start cutting between, which is kind of cool, they're cutting between the police and the criminals. Right. Like, at multiple times while they're having their own meetings and trying to figure out how to deal with this. And it's very interesting seeing the juxtaposition about how... And also the comparison. Yes. Yeah. The comparison. The juxtaposition of how the two go about catching this criminal mm. where the police are just amp up more power. We're just going to throw more people at it. We're going to start getting the community together involved. And the criminals are like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually get the, this is very strange, the Council of Beggars. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, beggars have like a union? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Things were different in Germany. Um, And they're like, yeah, we're going to do that. And while the police are like, just increase the amount of money for the reward. And I'm like, okay, that's really going to help. Like, really no one wants, everyone's already wants to get it. Yeah. You're just going to get more crappy leads. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, they get the the. Um, so why do you think the beggars are gonna work? Because the beggars are gonna work because nobody really cares about them. Like right. no one watches them. They see them all the time, right? Right, right, right. So like that person's not capturing kids and killing them because they're just hanging out on the street and begging for money. It was interesting because in my half of the movie they mentioned the beggars, and I was just like, beggars. Are the be- how are the beggars helping you? I didn't understand this was an operation. It was just like well, they can't be choosers, so they got to yeah. work on this. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. They just kind of throw it in there, like that's the way to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so yeah, they basically the police are like, all right, we're gonna involve the public. It really sucks, but this is how we're gonna do it. Um, so they do like a neighborhood watch type thing where they're like, okay, you're assigned like a number, hmm. and you're gonna have to figure out like go in and find. Like, search this area. Maybe you'll get the reward if you do it. And I'm like, they're really, like, stretching these people thin because yeah. they're just searching everywhere. And it's like, what are they going to search for either? Like, you look weird. <laughs> that Like, clearly this isn't going to work because beforehand, um, people were just accusing anyone left and right. Right. Like, wh- how is this going to help? How is this how improving is this gonna, Like, they don't really have anyone. Right. Um, but luckily, they got a lead because... Um, m- this is kind of strange. Okay. They got a lead because a mental a list of people from the mental hospital who were claimed to be cured, they're going to check and sent home. They're going to start checking them now, mm. which is a little strange. It's a little weird. So they they eventually find Dr. or Mr. B- Beckert. Oh, he was from the there. mental hospital? I think that's what it's implied. It's not quite clear to me, but mm. that's like all of a sudden they're just checking like a place out. Right. And... um. The police find where he is, and they, they see that this letter is quite similar in the trash can to, like, the letter that was written. So they're like, oh, shit, this has got to be him. So they, like, try camping out his place. Right. He's not home yet. Like, I guess his he's staying with someone else. Are they renting a room from them or something? Oh. So, um... I think the whole movie, they're just there, right? The cops are mostly just, like, staking out his place. I guess now they are. Yeah. Because, like, this is the first time they're entering now. Right. For me. So, um... Then after that, you go to the finally get to Beckert's like view. Like you didn't see him most of the time, most of my half. Right. But he's looking through like a shop window, and he sees through a mirror like a little girl, and he's like, oh, and he looks uneasy about it. He's, guy's doing a great job acting like a freaking creep. <laughs> so of course he's got a whistle while stalking her, like right? A creep. And luckily her mom finds her first, and he goes and like hides, and she's like this. She's like, I want to meet you halfway, mom. She's like, This is why we don't meet halfway. Like, you know why we can't do that all the time, right? Because of what's happening. Because what's happening. Yeah. She's like, Oh, made it safe. And then Beckett goes to a cafe and orders a cognac, and that's where my half ends. Right. So my half begins with him and the cognac, and I am so impressed by this opening because it's (laughs) the opening, the middle of the movie. (laughs) Yes, because. We're looking at him through the bushes. The bushes, like we are encroaching upon him, and we're we're sort of like a voyeur to his like antics right now. Yeah. And the whistling, he's whistling, and you can tell he's trying to stop himself from whistling, but he can't. And to me, that raises his compulsion <coughs> to what he need, what he does. Like he can't resist mm-hmm. killing people. I'm gonna say this movie doesn't have the best views of mental people, no. but but. This I is think also the 30s. This is the 30s. Uh, but I, I really enjoy this sort of decision because it later on he gets more into it. But this is sort of the beginning of showing that, like, he does have this sort of, like, inner compulsion in him that he can't really control right. and resist. Um, and he and, we're, and and this moment is seeing through the, 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 the bush 
sort of like we are peeking into his mind almost. You yeah. know, it's a really great moment. Well, seeing him be himself with his cognac. Right, all by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we cut to the cops, and they're sort of going over the evidence of all the different other crime scenes and all the different other locations. And they mention some kind of brand of cigarette, an Ariston cigarette. Sure. That yeah. had been in all the other crime scenes before. Oh, man. And this was so clever. The main cop says that. He says, wait a minute, Ariston cigarette. And the, ca- the camera, like, tracks forward and then stops. And then he's like, Ariston cigarette. And then it pushes forward a bit more. And it's like the camera is representing the idea of thought and thinking and he does it so well i've never seen this really done before mm-hmm. and it because he, he actually stops and he's just like that sounds so familiar arston cigarette and then the camera pushes forward even more and then as it gets nice and close to him and it's once it's a, a close-up he's like wait that was the same cigarette that was at this thing and so they're starting to put the pieces together mm-hmm. they're st- they, they found a little bit of a lead and they realize that they are at the apartment of the murderer they know that now oh, and so okay. then they turn off the lights and they're like, we are here. We're st- we're going to stay here. Yeah, it just seemed like it was you were suspicious about the place beforehand. Now they know for sure. Got it. Because they also they were like, th- they were trying to find uh, places that he might have written the note, right? Yeah. And they couldn't find anywhere. And then they realized, wait a minute, the the windowsill. And then they put the paper on the windowsill, and they find the the scratchings on the windowsill as well as hmm. the red pencil. That I guess that they were looking for, and so they know this is the right place. So they're just going to wait around until he shows up. Fair point. So smart move. Then we see the blind guy, and he recognizes the whistling. Is he a beggar? The beggar. Okay. Yeah. Because there was a blind. He he's selling balloons. Is he? Oh, okay. Oh yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, so he recognizes the whistling. He yeah. recognizes the whistling. He's like, that's the whistling that I heard the other day when the girl got taken. And so then he tells this other dude, and this this part was so great because you could tell it's from the perspective of the blind guy. The camera just sort of like like pushes back and tracks back and further away and further away. And it's great because we don't see him just like the blind guy doesn't see him, but we hear him just like the blind guy hears him. Mm-hmm. And so you can see him looking around and we're sort of like looking around the frame trying to find him because we know he's around here somewhere because he's whistling in the Hall of Mountain King. And then another guy comes up and runs into the blind guy, and the camera sort of just, like, crashes into them. Like, e- like even it goes sort of, like, unfocused for a bit. And then we're we're following them now, and the blind guy's like, do you see that guy whistling? And the guy's like, yeah, I can see him. And he goes like, he's like, that's the guy. That's the dude. You have to follow him. That's the dude that's, that's taking all the girls. All so right, then we, get him. we follow the sighted guy. And he, uh, the um, murderer, I don't know what his, I'm going to call him M. What is his name, murderer? I mean, Deckert? M works for it's Beckert. Beckert. Beckert has found a little girl already and oh. is in a like a candy store with the little girl. And this guy, I think he's like a beggar, sees this. And so he's going to watch. He's, he's like looking back and he's just like, I want to make sure this is the dude. Maybe the blind guy might be mistaken. And he watches him. And then Beckert takes out a knife and you see the knife and you're just like, oh, fuck, he's going to like stab this little girl in and the middle even, of a candy store like, no he's yeah. outside the candy store oh, okay sorry. he's left the candy store standing on the street he pulls a knife out and we're just like fuck he's gonna kill this little girl and then cuts back and he pulls out an orange and he starts cutting the orange open <laughs> and then the guy's like i have to keep an eye on him but i don't i'm just one man how am i gonna how am i gonna follow him yeah so he takes some chalk and he writes the letter m on his hand ah, and then the name of the movie the name of the movie and then he runs into beckert and presses him with his hand and goes like hey what are you doing standing on the sidewalk huh uh but now he's got an m on the back of his jacket so we can identify him from everybody else and follow him around oh clever so 
he's following, he's walking around, and then the gang of townspeople, I just thought they were townspeople, but they're apparently they're actually just beggars, start following him around and like sort of but because they're beggars, he doesn't realize that he's being followed. Yeah, they don't they don't notice. And then the little girl points out the M on his jacket. She's like, Hey, there's some white stuff on your jacket. You want me to fix it? And he looks in the mirror to look at the M, and as he looks in the mirror, he sees us watching him and he looks dead in the camera and then he turns around and he looks straight into the camera and he's just like oh shit and then we see that we are from the p- perspective of the beggars looking at him oh, shit. and he realizes he's being followed and so he pushes the girl away and he just fucking books it and he's 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 obviously just being swarmed by the the this the beggar, group of beggars the beggar group yeah the beggar group and he's swarmed and he's he's he's, he's got to get out. He's got to get out. He's got to escape. And so he runs into an office building right around quitting time and loses them. But they're surrounding the office building. So they know that he has left, but they don't know where he is in the building. And the building is big. It's a big office building, multiple mm-hmm. stories. So they call up the crime syndicate or whatever. Sure, yeah. Uh, and they're crime like, crew. The crime crew. And they're like, we got to get him. He is in there. He's in the office. Uh, we don't know where, but we know he's in there. And then the crime crew is like, all right, we should call the police. And then the one guy, this guy is who's in like a trench coat and he's got a cane. He's just like, what are you talking about calling the police? We're not going to call the police. We're going to take care of this ourselves. So they go to the building late at night and they pull a gun on the night crew, the the night watchman. And they're like, let me let they're like, let us fucking in. They, 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 they come in and there's just like a big group of fucking like people like beggars and criminals and all these people coming in and then they're like how many other night watchmen are here and the night watchman's like i'm not gonna fucking tell you guys and then no. they and then they start torturing the night watchmen so they get information out of them and this part was so great because we are seeing this scene through a window and we see a crowd of beggars watching this happen and as they begin to torture the beggars push forward to obscure the torture but we hear oh, it weird. it's very cool and so then they get information they're like hey there's two other night watchmen so then they start to, they start investigating the building they look all over the place they're looking in the attic they're looking in the basement they're looking all over the place and finally they find him in the attic uh they hear him and uh they uh swarm in and they get him but as they find him they uh the night watchmen alert the police by like pulling an alarm or whatever and so the police are on their way they're gonna be there in five minutes and so they're like fuck we gotta get out of here so everyone leaves uh with the guy they grab they grab the dude and they bring him but because the building is so big there's one criminal who he he was trying to break into one of the rooms and they're like you can't break that room there's a wire on that door you have to go over and like drill into that room okay into the hole. So very complicated he, a little complicated but he does it but he's left behind and so we see a shot of him through the hole that he's created and he's just like hey get me out of here we uh, somebody throw some rope down and then you see rope like falling into the hole and he climbs the rope and he gets up and then you just hear put your hands up and he's just like how am i supposed to put my hands up if i'm holding on to this rope and then the camera i don't know how they did this but it like rises up and we see him in the hole and we see the the cops surrounding him and it was just like he must have cut out like a spot for that camera. Well, like that's the only way. because it's like we're looking dead straight down. So the camera must have been like on some kind of like pulley system or something. I don't know. Literally, that's crazy. It's crazy. It was like something out of like a Wes Anderson movie or something. It was nuts. Uh, and so now this guy's taken in by the cops and they're like, we need we got to get information from you. And so the cops are like, hey, uh, you somebody stole stuff 
from that building. He's just like, oh, what do you got me on? Just some, like, we just broke and entered. That's not that big a deal. Some destroyed property. And they're like, no, somebody stole stuff. And we'll tell you if you tell us something. And he's not telling you anything because he's a hardened criminal. Um, and so then we see the cop, the main cop, like the head of the organization. He's like this big fat cop. Mm-hmm. And we see him at his desk. And this shot is so great. It's the camera is under the desk and we're looking up through under his legs the use of perspective it's so it's, weird it's, yeah it's crazy i love it it's so exaggerated like for example in that that old man mm-hmm. like was accosted by kind of an older person to be like hey what are you doing with that little girl right like the perspective of the other the other person like they're not that much taller like the other guy's taller but they like exaggerated so much I mean, the little man like so small so much looking. smaller and that's what this feels like. And it's so cool because like this it show I feel like for me it's showing like authority, you know? Right. It's showing like, authority by showing him being big and powerful, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look authoritative. He's like slouched over, he's fat, his legs are like just dangling, and he's just sweating and smoking. And so it's showing this sort of thing of like he's an authority, but he's also an ugly human being. Like yeah. you know, like just because he's he is an authority figure doesn't mean he's any less like he, he's not he's not a god you know yeah, yeah it's such a cool fucking shot i love this shot like that that to me is where i don't think it's like oh i don't think this movie's i think this movie is trying to say some stuff like i, I think I, it's trying to say something but 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 look at what it's doing right it's showing the cops as negligent and stupid and fat and in power and then it's showing the criminals as getting the guy but also going in order to do it they had to like beat up three night guardsmen and like destroy property and like sometimes you gotta you know sometimes you gotta destroy property mike what's going on i'm just you gonna just keep wait. talking no, just you kidding. just wait for the ending because then there's a kangaroo court a kangaroo court kangaroo court which is basically like fucking hang this motherfucker we don't care about anything ah. we're gonna murder this guy right mm-hmm. and so they're like we're gonna take the law into our own hands because we don't trust the law um but, fair. but before right fair but before that happens we see um the cop and so again this guy is an authority right but then the cop goes to the dude uh who uh, has all the information in order to figure out where they took this criminal and he's like hey those night watchmen they're dead one of the night watchmen is dead and when he says that we cut to the night watchman and he's eating like sausages and drinking beer so he's pre- so it's like we know he's fine but the guy doesn't know that and it's so cool to see this is a good reveal of like this is why the cop is lying yeah, yeah. and so he's like if you tell us where your criminals took the man then you will not get in trouble basically and so that's how they get the information. And as he's explaining it, we cut to the court scene, the kangaroo court scene, where it's just a bunch of the townspeople, and they're in, like, a basement. And um, uh, Beckert is down there and, like, s- like, screaming and crying and sweating. And he's trying to escape, and they won't let him. And then he's like, this is ridiculous. This is not a court. And then they're like, well, we've all been in trouble for with the law, so we understand the law. And hmm. so we know we know how to how do to get this. around it. Yeah. Well, we well we also know how to. They're trying to act like this is a completely legitimate like court system. Oh, okay. Right. And so Beckard finally is like, Look, we need to go around it and hang someone. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, we just gonna mur- fucking murder Why you. Why do they call it a kangaroo court? I think it's because uh, it sounds goofy. Uh, I guess it's fake. Yeah. It's, 
I just know that's a phrase. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I just like to imagine that kangaroo is judge. He's got a little boxing gloves. He's holding the gavel. I like to think that he's not holding the gavel. A little Joey. Oh, the little Joey's in yeah. there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they're like, he, so finally Beckert has this big moment where he's just like, look, I, you guys, if you got better jobs, if you had more money, you wouldn't be criminals. I can't help it. Like, there's something in me that is forcing me to do it, and there's nothing I can do to stop wow, it. Wow, that's very interesting how this is Mindhunter, baby, like little little baby's first Mindhunter. Baby's first Mindhunter. And then they cut to one of the, the, the prosecuting attorney, the prosecutor, and he's just like, okay, you admitted it. You can't stop it. We gotta have to, we're going to have to stop you. Like, you know, you are a fire that must be extinguished. Mm -hmm. And then they cut to, they've given this guy a, a, a lawyer, which I thought was at first a joke. Like, there's no way that this lawyer is actually going to do his job for this dude. But he actually does. And he's just like, no, if someone has a compulsion, he's sick. And you don't execute a sick person. You take him to the doctor. You know, we, we did, have to. Did they mention he was already at a mental institution at all? No, I didn't know that. See, I don't know that. Now I'm like wondering if I was right or wrong. Are they just like. Maybe it just he seems was. strange to like poke around the house randomly. Yeah, like beforehand. But anyway, yeah, I made so, it sound like he was already there. I don't know. He's like, we need it. We he needs to be sent to an institution. And then the other people are like, if he goes to an institution, he's just going to get out. And then he's like, no one should be allowed to murder anyone, even the state. Like, anyone murdering anybody is bad. Your guys are going after him because he's murdering people. You know, like, mm -hmm. are you going to become what he is? And then all the then they're they're like. Talk to the moms. The, the moms understand that this is a mo this man is a monster. And then the lawyer is like, "No, he's a human being, and human beings are not allowed to murder anybody." And then they jump. They're like, "Fuck this! Fuck you, lawyer! Fuck everything!" And they just jump, and they're they're about to fucking rip him apart. And then they stop. And then they look off camera, and everyone slowly raises their arms. And then we cut back to Beckert on the ground, and an arm comes out from off camera and grabs him by the shoulder, and it says, "You're under arrest." Oh. And then they cut to an actual like courtroom. Court yeah. And you see all these judges arrive and sit down on the, the, the table. And then one of them's like, and we find the defendant. And then it stops. And then it cuts to the moms of the girls who had been murdered. And they just look in the camera and their eyes look so haunted. And they look so horrifying. Like they look, they, they look possessed. And then they're crying and sobbing and wide-eyed, and they say, none of this will bring our children back. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Damn. That's a great ending. That's so good. That is such a good ending. That is such a good fucking ending, that's, man. That's so good. That's... Uh... I feel like a lot of crime shows nowadays miss that kind of message yeah. sometimes where it's just like, let's talk about the killer and all the processings. And so it's like, what about the victims? The and how victims. Just, all those shenanigans doesn't matter. It's like, so great too because they have a moment where the woman's like, you should talk to the mothers. Ask the mothers what they want. And it seems like no one ever did. And now we are. And they're just like, what is this solving? Like, what is... They're just like, just take care of your kids. Like, there's... What... Like, none of this is solving the problem that we have, you know? Yeah. It's not going to help us. No. I mean, it, it's like, how are you going to prevent other ones? It seems like killing him or putting him in an institution will probably stop the killings from going on. Right. And put him in an institution. Well, that's the other thing, right? Put him in an institution, fund the institutions so the guy can actually be improved. Yeah. Or taken care of for the remainder of his fucking life. Like, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that's a really, and yeah, because I, I personally agree with the lawyer. A state shouldn't 
be the deciding factor of a person living or dying. That's a fucked up thing to do. Hmm, a state deciding if someone should die. Or what live. are you talking about in the thirty in on uh, the thirty the thirties in Germany? The thirties in Germany. Yeah. Very interesting. This I, was one of the first movies to be put on the banned list by the Nazis. Yeah, can't so. imagine why. <laughs> can't imagine why. Yeah, yeah. this is this movie. Is fucking, it's got a lot to grapple with, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's, this movie had like that's the thing. It's like. Just seeing it in the context of what happens to it just adds a whole another like little delicious layer of like this yeah. is fucking art, man. This is like art history combined, yeah, and just so much of human nature, life, and philosophy yeah. all combined into one. That's what I love about the ending is it is a question. It's a, ph- a philosophical question of where do you fall on this sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and like who's in the right, who's in the wrong, the criminals were able to catch this guy, but then the things that they were going to do to him probably aren't right. And it's like, well, the, who says the States do the same thing? You're right. That's the other thing. It's, exactly. It's like, the state's I, not going to, the state's exactly the same by showing that scene where you see the criminals in the state working together uh, separately mm-hmm. uh, to find the guy, you realize the similarities between the two of them. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, cause I was thinking too, like if what would happen at the whole scene when they're breaking into the office, like how would this be any different from the cops? Like the cops would just come in and they would like strong arm the the night watchman, but they would have authority. Whereas these people, they could have just know? straight up killed him, and no one would have said anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know there wouldn't be a trial for him; he'd just be dead. Yeah, that's you know, true. It could have been that way. That's like, true too. The re- the amount him. and also the amount of work that they've had to do for this, you know, they'd be pissed off. They'd probably want to shoot him. I yeah, would that's think true. they're exhausted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they just had like the beggars do it, so it's like whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't do all this work. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is like this movie is a freaking trip, man. Like, <laughs> really, that ending is what fucking I was just like, because yeah, you see all the like the judges and shit of it. I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. I don't know, I don't know where this is going. The, the minute you see those fucking mobs just sobbing into the camera, I'm like, fucking Christ, dude. This is this is a. Fucking... It's like it's crazy how well it's aged, and I think a lot of it is also like because this is one of the first talking movies what's so surprising about it is the fact that i did think it was silent at the yeah. beginning and i think that's strange because like so many movies with sound in them have like music yeah and people talking all the time yeah. and this is so restrained like there's a section with just silence yeah 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 which i thought my thing messed up like i had a bad <laughs> copy or something or like my like i unplugged my headphones or something yeah it's so strange that like I think it adores it because it, like you said it has such modern like not even from like shot perspective but I think from even like Values audio design even. oh audio yeah that's like true too. this is such like it's mind blowing this came out like I didn't even say it was nineteen I thought it was late nineteen thirty seven or something like that thirty one that's incredible that yeah. this was designed back then and this know. this I think created a lot of rules in filmmaking like yeah. seeing this made like seeing the camera move around. Seeing the, the the way the audio is is working too, like, yeah, this is incredible. It, yeah, it's it's definitely like, and like the, German this fucking Kane pulled out of nowhere. Situation. Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. Right, everyone like and rightfully so. Like, don't worry, yeah, Simpson K definitely did a lot, especially for American cinema. For yeah, sure. but like this, like the the shots used in this movie, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this sort of inventive like filmmaking like. In most modern movies, I feel even no, like, no, it's too much work. Yeah, it it's is too much work to do that sort of stuff. Like that's expensive, and I, I think it's a different thing when clearly uh, Fritz Lang like had a pedigree, right? So he yeah. can do whatever he wants, and you know, modern day filmmakers can also do that sort of thing too. Sure, yeah, but they have to have a pedigree. They have to know, you know, like, they have this to know is, what this they're is, doing. This is a film for 
not it's tough because like blockbusters get all the money right because you this is a business now yeah. you know back in the day this was a business and art yeah mostly yeah. and especially in europe it was more of an art mm. um so there's a lot more craft dedicated to making it look cool and be yeah. perfect and like be a piece to revere yeah and so you didn't have analyze. to have like the separation between like this is gonna make money, this is gonna be just art. So this is like we're just gonna have a dope ass movie. I clearly <laughs> like, but but sorry, we're gonna say I that. clearly like prove myself, Metropolis. Right. I'm gonna um I'm gonna do it again with like all the money I need and all the all the assets I need. Yeah. Basically, money. he is German Christopher Nolan. Uh, <laughs> to say it, but <laughs> well, here here's the thing that I love too, because it is such a well made film. And it is such a difficult film to sort of like wrestle with, like philosophically. It is also such an easy film to watch. Like yeah. so many movies back in the day, black and white films, silent films, old films are really hard to watch. You really have to just sort of tell somebody like they didn't know how to make movies yet. They didn't know how to move a camera yet. They didn't know how to edit yet. But this movie feels like it could have been made like 10 years ago. Mm, I don't know. There's a couple things that I'm like, some of the transitions and things a little janky. Some. But I mean, again, it's very easy to look over that stuff yes. when you're like, this is a 90-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could just kind of give, I don't, I, 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 just, I do agree with you. Like, it's not as hard of a watch, I think, as pacing-wise and stuff as some old, other older movies. Yeah. Also because the subject matter is just compelling, you know? You got yeah. like a, a serial killer running around killing kids. Like, and how like, does it affect everyone at large? How does it affect everyone around you? Yeah. How does it make you view your neighbor and like... Yeah, that that's all interesting stuff, um, and I think that's also what propels it to be also so interesting. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just centering around a manhunt situation, and it's and it that's so interesting too. Because it is what I I knew the movie was about a, a man that goes around killing children, and I was just like, that seems interesting. Whatever, I, guess, I guess whatever. Yeah. But it's not about that really. It's about how the general public reacts to it how everyone comes together to catch this person's right thing right which is by far more way more interesting yes because i was just like oh you're just gonna watch fucking this guy run around be murdering creepy and weird kids? and like cool he kill kids yeah no it's like he's barely in it and the, when he is in it he's on the run like he's running away yeah. from everybody yeah. he just does a couple creepy things it is very similar to like zodiac yes it is know, it'll, it'll feels a lot ways. like zodiac yeah um yeah it's I, I can't I can't recommend enough because it's on like, HBO Max. Watch it, it now. It was so surprising. Yes. How well it holds it's a up. Gorgeous like, film, guys. That's the other I wish this isn't on a medium, so you can't really see a lot of the shots I'm talking about. But these shots are incredible. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it is wild how they made like so many of these shots yeah. work. And, and the the audio editing too is really good too. Yeah, and it's just oh, it's just such a cool piece of a little little capsule in time. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love watching old movies, and that's why it's sad that there so many are dying out and you know just gone forever. You know? Well, if they're dying out as much as they're already dead, we'll just never find them. That's true too. Which is also sad. Yeah. Um, like, um, man, I can't, I can't stop thinking about how Universal had that big fire and uh, burned yeah. a whole bunch of them. Old like what, film like canisters. 2010 or something like that. Just all gone. All yeah. gone. That's the thing. That's the more dramatic way it goes out. Sometimes it's just like they aerate. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. It's, an, it's a fucking it's, it's brittle analog, ass medium. Yeah, yeah, it's analog back then. You just had to scan it and try to restore it. And you know how much of this, how much work did Criterion put in? Probably a lot to oh, like make so this look much. great. Like, I would highly recommend looking at how Criterion restores old films. It's, oh, yeah. It's so interesting to me. And you see the before and afters of like, I, that's the other thing I love about it is like how much they retain like the film grain. Like they don't make it look clean and whatever. They make it look like how 
the director probably wanted it to look, you know? Yeah. It's gorgeous. They do the they do the best they can with the museum they got. They don't try to like overcorrect it. No. Um, no, no, no. Well yeah, it's Good. It's, it's it's wild me because there wasn't even a name for a serial killer at the time. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? Like that was even invented. serial killer wasn't even a, fr- a that phrase. wasn't even a thing. That wasn't yeah. even like a known thing. That's just something that they're like, wouldn't that be crazy if this guy did this? Yeah. And I'm like, maybe. And even still, the movie tries attempts to sympathize or at least see it from their perspective, which is crazy. Yeah, because mostly it's just like that person's just Fuck messed up guy. the head. Yeah. Kill him, which I think a lot of the criminals did because they're. You know, working yeah. men, whatever. They're just going to be like, to get rid of that guy. It's and also, yeah, like, he's been a menace to the society. That's fair. Know? Like, yeah. he's been literally causing trouble for He's been murdering everyone. People. Like, not even just criminals, like how police, you said, everyone. You said at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, it's like, you have a, a person going around murdering little girls. Like, it's really hard to sympathize with that. You it's know? very hard. And yet the movie attempts it. At least Which tries is, to be like, all right. Well, look at it from his perspective. Yeah, see clearly, there's something wrong with him. No yeah. one else does this. No, yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody, no. Yeah. So they mentioned like the criminals, like we just for survival. He's just doing it for fun, right? And that, know? and he turns it around. He's just like, you do this. You, you would stop doing this if you could. I can't. Which is a yeah. great way of looking at it the other way, you know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Watch the movie; it's great. It's, it's incredible. So good. Even yeah, us just explaining the plot doesn't do no, it justice. No, because you're missing a whole medium, which is the visual medium. It's so beautiful. Uh, and the audio. And the we're, audio as well. We're audio, but we're shitty audio. You are. <laughs> Uh, do you guys enjoy our shitty audio? You should uh, check out some more of it on any podcast you get. But while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read out on the show, no matter what it says, even if it is a uh, note to the cops uh, about how... No, 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 the press. The press, yeah. No, the cops, the cops won't, won't put it in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're the press, I guess, in this We're the press. Yeah, we'll we're impressed it. if you do it. Wow. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us even quicker to the press, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So do you think... Why do you think that guy wrote M and put it on the back of him because murderer or like marked uh, murderer or... marked um also it's just a good it's a good letter because you you write it down in your hand and then you put it on somebody else and it's gonna look both ways yeah oh yeah. that's true could also be a w if he's hanging upside down yeah that's true that's for wumbo wumbo yeah yeah uh, i think he just wanted mcdonald's like it's just simple like i just wish i had mcdonald's Boof. i'll put that on there put a little <laughs> is that what you little, want a little grimace on there <laughs> a little <laughs> range of grimace I don't know where I'm going with this. Good night, everybody. Well, <laughs> Ronald action. Hey, guys, if you want to join some other like-minded fans of this podcast, you can check out our Discord, which can be linked in the latest podcast going forward, as well as the other podcast.com. If you want to discuss movies we've watched on the podcast, if you want to recommend movies for future episodes, or if you want to watch movies, we'll have uh, movie nights on the Discord. You can pop in, watch the movies with us and other fans of the podcast. There's also a section on the Discord where if you want to, you can learn more about my Twitch stream. But, you know, you don't have to. If you don't want to, it could be purely about the podcast. But if you do want to, it's really great. And sometimes I'm on stream, too, every other Thursday. Check it out. We play horror games, specifically. You can get notified whenever a new podcast episode or whenever Ethan's live on Twitch, which is pretty often. You get to see our pretty faces, as well as other people that like the podcast and watch Ethan's stream. Yeah, so come join. The Discord is your oyster, guys. Do whatever you want with it. The Discord is your oyster.